Most B2B SaaS companies start at some point to think about how they can implement account-based marketing, or ABM as I'll use for the rest of the episode. Unfortunately, it's not always that straightforward, and they often run into mistakes and problems. In this episode, you'll get our seven-step account-based marketing strategy for B2B SaaS, including how to segment your target account lists based on your customer personas, how to break your list down into quartiles based on the value of prospects so that you can allocate more budget to high-value accounts than low-value accounts. And this strategy is based on what we have seen our top B2B SaaS clients and other leading B2B SaaS companies do. To further increase the performance of your ABM campaigns, we'll kick things off with 10 common mistakes to avoid making that we think limit a lot of ABM programs. I'm Mark Thomas. I'm the head of growth at Powered by Search. And today I'm gonna to talk you through some of the best knowledge that we have on building B2B SaaS businesses. Now, if any of this is interesting to you and you want to read more, you should go to our website. It's poweredbysearch.com and check us out there. Let's start by taking a look at 10 account-based marketing mistakes B2B SaaS companies should avoid. Number one, not allocating more budget to accounts with higher potential value. Now let's say you're a SaaS company doing account-based marketing. If you think account A on your target account list could be worth $50,000 ARR, and account B would be worth $15,000 ARR, you should be willing to spend more to acquire account A than account B, right? Now, while this logic is easy to understand, occasionally we see this fail to translate into practice for SaaS companies doing ABM. What happens is, once a target acquisition cost is determined, that's target CAC, or the amount you're willing to pay ultimately to spend to acquire a new customer, it's applied across the board to all campaigns. But in doing so, you miss an opportunity to allocate more budget to accounts with a higher potential value. This is one of the biggest mistakes that we see limits the results for SaaS companies struggling to make ABM work. Number two, thinking that investing in an ABM platform alone will make it all work. Popular ABM platforms like Terminus, Rollworks, or Demandbase definitely work fine. But investing in these platforms alone isn't enough. And if you don't give the platform the right inputs, your marketing efforts aren't likely to improve. Investing in one of these platforms makes sense only when you have a well-developed ABM strategy. The platforms alone won't make your account-based marketing work. Our ABM strategy, which I'll talk about later in the episode, will show you how to get good ROI from the ABM platform that you actually invest in. And number three, purchasing ads through AdRoll or Perfect Audience instead of directly on the platforms where you're advertising. When you run ABM campaigns through a platform like AdRoll or Perfect Audience, they're buying ads for you and marking them up. These platforms don't show you what you could have actually spent on that ad had you bought it directly from the channel itself. For example, you'll see a CPC of $5.40 on your account from AdRoll without being able to see that they bought those clicks from LinkedIn for $5 per click. But without transparency on those metrics, it's impossible for decision makers to monitor and understand the actual value in that service over time. If you want to see a higher ROI, we recommend bypassing these services to avoid their markup and running your marketing campaigns directly through the native ad platforms. Number four, poor journey offer fit. 
Going straight for the sale with cold prospects, offering a demo or trial right off the bat, is like proposing marriage on a first date. It's a big turnoff. This is a symptom of short-term thinking. Overlooking where in the customer journey your target audiences are leads to poor click-through rates and higher costs per click. Platforms will end up delivering your ads to less of your audience due to these metrics, and you'll be left wasting money on underperforming ads. Number five, putting your list together without enhancing and further refining it. Another mistake that we see B2B marketers make is creating their initial target account list without refining it further. Creating your initial list is just the beginning of the process to develop it, right? But an effective ABM approach requires further list enrichment. You want to ask the question, what are some other things that we can add to this list that will help us better target these accounts? Those characteristics are sometimes referred to as firmographic data. Now, firmographic data includes basic information like company size and annual revenue, but for SaaS companies, we find technographic data to be particularly useful. We'll try to answer the question, what are the various types of technologies they're using? There are two helpful things you can keep an eye out for. First is companies using the same tech as your existing customers and tech that's complementary to your SaaS. And also companies who use tech that is at a comparable price point to your own, a signal that they make significant investments in services like yours. Both of these can indicate the right accounts from your list to prioritize in your targeting. Number six, not doing proper data hygiene. Effective ABM requires good data hygiene to successfully target accounts. Missing data can lead to missed targeting opportunities. To drive home the importance of data hygiene, consider this scenario. You've got a list of 500 company names and each company has 10 people you want to target. So you have 5,000 people in an Excel file. If you don't get your data hygiene right, you might think that you're targeting 5,000 people, when in fact many of them aren't matched when you finally upload your list. There might be a hundred valuable names on your list that simply aren't matched because of typos or formatting errors, leading you to miss out on targeting them. Number seven, not setting up your campaigns on an account by account basis. Account-based marketing consists of marketing, sales, and performance tracking across each individual account. Yet we still see sometimes B2B companies segment their account lists based on the shared characteristics of their accounts. For example, they might create a campaign for US enterprise technology companies because that's what their target companies are. Then they run their ABM campaigns toward that group rather than each individual account. But this misconception defeats the purpose of an account-based approach. You'll get performance data on enterprise technology companies, but not data specific to the individual accounts you're targeting across each individual account. Using sponsored in-mail without warming up prospects is number eight. This mistake is similar to mistake number three of having poor journey offer fit. If you're sending sponsored in-mail to prospects without any pre-targeting communication, you're gonna turn prospects off. Instead, you should send out ads a month ahead of time to reach these people before you ever reach out to them through their inbox. Our stance is that sponsored in-mail is one of those marketing tactics that should be reserved for retargeting campaigns. Definitely not first touch. To learn more about B2B marketing best practices for LinkedIn, you can check out the article on our website, LinkedIn Ads for SaaS. It's definitely worth a read. Number nine, not remarketing on every possible channel. Multi-channel marketing, that's marketing to prospects through many different channels, is the status quo today. Everyone expects it. 
However, omni-channel marketing, which places users at the center of the marketing experience by connecting the different channels where they interact with you, is still underutilized. One easy way to implement omni-channel marketing is in your remarketing efforts. But many SaaS companies fail to use this. Not creating omni-channel remarketing campaigns for people who've engaged with your ads is a missed opportunity to reach leads in different places they spend time online. While ABM prospects will usually enter your funnel through LinkedIn, you should be retargeting them through Google and Facebook to further increase their awareness of your solution. That's just an example, by the way. Your channels will be different. In addition, when you get a click through Google or Facebook, it's likely going to cost less than getting it on LinkedIn. Now, we recommend implementing omni-channel campaigns to help you make your ABM more successful and cost-effective. The final mistake is bidding on CPC based on what LinkedIn recommends. Marketing teams that follow LinkedIn's suggestion about what to bid for campaigns often fall victim to overestimations of what their bids actually need to be and end up paying more to the platform than necessary. We recommend starting your bids at 50% of the recommended rate to see how things perform first and then increasing them from there as needed. We can often attain click-through rates of 1% upwards, well beyond LinkedIn's standard for a good ad of 0.1 to 0.7 click-through rate, with a CPC that's a fraction of what they suggest. Remember these platforms are designed to get rich, not to make you rich. So do your own testing to see what bid rates perform best. Now that we've covered the common ABM mistakes that we see all the time, Let's dive into our process for ABM. As we covered in our article on SaaS buyer personas available on our blog, we typically develop personas for three key stakeholders. The daily user, the manager, and the check signer. When we onboard clients, we'll workshop with them to lay out basic demographics for each persona, as well as their fears, frustrations, wants, and aspirations. Then we'll create persona profiles based on what was brainstormed. This is the first step because it sets the stage for you to reach the right people at your target accounts with the right messaging. Number two, build your target account lists and ensure your data is clean. In order to build your target account lists, first you have to get the basic information of individuals who work at the companies you're seeking to acquire as customers. Common ways to get this data include purchasing it from a data provider like Leadfeeder, Crunchbase, AngelList, Datalyze, or ZoomInfo, compiling it through attending trade shows, conferences, and other events, doing research with LinkedIn Sales Navigator, target account websites, or other online directories. Now, the basic information you need to get started, also known as anchors, are first name, last name, email address, and company name. And a note here, in addition to those basic data points, you can also add in your technographic data or any other relevant data that you've decided to use to enrich your list. For example, MRR, ARR, that kind of thing. And once you have this raw data for your target accounts, you wanna be sure to check your list thoroughly for typos and formatting errors. If you really wanna do your due diligence, check for bounced emails through a service like Neverbounce. Step three, Segment your targeted account lists based on your customer personas. One account at a time, you'll take your list and separate individuals into three categories, one for each customer persona. For example, if you sell a SaaS to marketers, you might separate your list as follows. 
People with job titles like CMO or VP of Marketing go in your check signer segment. People with job titles like Demand Gen Manager or SEM Manager go into your manager segment. And people with job titles like SEO Strategist or Content Writer go in your daily user segment. By segmenting your list in this way, you can add personalization to the messages you deliver and create separate campaigns for these different stakeholders within a target company. In the accompanying blog post to this episode, there is a graphic that I'm going to refer to here that shows how you might personalize messaging for your different personas. For example, the daily user might need workflow ease and speed messages. The manager might need target attainment messages. And the check signer might need ROI-focused messages. Number four, use an account-based structure for your ad campaigns. Once you have your cleaned, segmented lists for all of your target accounts, the next step is to set up your prospecting campaigns for each account. Now, you want to set them up with an account-based structure that divides the target account campaign set into subsets of segmented stakeholder campaigns. Whew, that one was a mouthful. (laughs) For example, and I'm again referring to an image that is actually on the accompanying blog post. The link is in the show notes. Account-based marketing campaign structure. So we've got a daily user segment, we've got a manager segment, and we've got a check signer segment. All campaigns below a target account campaign set. Each account will have a set of several campaigns running, serving different ads and messaging to the various customer personas that you've identified. And a note, at this stage, we've created our lead magnet landing page flow that users will follow from ad click through to conversion. We have a great article on this that I refer to all the time. It's covered in our blog called Mapping SaaS Landing Pages to Your Sales Funnel. And there's also an episode of this podcast on the same topic from a couple of episodes back. Check that out. Step five, separate your target accounts into quartiles based on their revenue potential and set your budgets accordingly. Now, this isn't a perfect science, but it's an effort to factor the potential value of individual accounts into your budgeting. Let's say you have 400 companies on your list. You'd go through the 400 companies and segment them into four quartiles. Now in the first quartile, you'd put the top 100 companies that you think would bring in the most revenue if you acquire them as customers. In the second quartile, you'd put the next 100 companies, and so on. With this additional layer of segmentation, you can increase your target CAC for higher value prospects, which allows you to deliver more unique ads to key accounts, pay more for their clicks, commensurate with their clicks being worth more, and dedicate more remarketing budget to those accounts too. This can all increase the quality of your lead generation and the likelihood of better conversion rates with your most prized prospects. With all of this in place, you're set to launch your campaigns. Step six, launch reach-based campaigns followed by engagement campaigns. We always start with launching reach campaigns first. For these, we might kick things off with running video ads or ads that offer ungated content like a blog post. The purpose of reach campaigns is to create general awareness of your brand and service among your target accounts. And once you've done this and they're becoming familiar with you, you can move into the next phase of running engagement campaigns. Engagement campaigns are where we begin offering lead magnets like downloadable resources or webinars. Here, we start using the landing page flow we mentioned above in the episode. And the purpose of these is to turn anonymous prospects into a name and a lead on your prospect list. Step seven, remarket with lead magnet campaigns followed by conversion campaigns for lead magnet downloaders. 
remarketing campaigns are set up to begin firing as soon as we've collected pixel data from prospects who engage with our ads. These engagements might mean they watched a video or read a blog post, visited other web pages like a product or pricing page, downloaded a lead magnet resource, or signed up for a webinar. The first stage of remarketing ads are lead magnet ads. But when someone has downloaded a lead magnet ad, that's when you can begin delivering conversion-focused ads with trial and demo offers. Now, the key to remarketing is to do it omnichannel, as we mentioned earlier, and to meet prospects in the different places that they spend time online. So, while you'll be seeking to get the first click on LinkedIn, that's the origin point of discovery, you want to remarket to them on Facebook and Google as well. Omnichannel remarketing helps to speed up your sales cycle and has the added benefit of getting clicks at a lower cost than LinkedIn. Throughout this process, we'll closely monitor our campaigns and tweak messaging and budgeting when necessary to optimize performance. So let's pull this all together. Signing up with services like Terminus or Visible or AdRoll or Perfect Audience, they come and they go are only half the battle if you want to execute on account-based marketing for SaaS. Now, if you've been using these services or others and you're still finding it challenging to get results from your ABM program, I hope the strategies and the mistakes that we've pointed out in this episode will help you to refine your approach to optimizing your campaigns. I'll see you next time. Now, if you enjoyed that today and you want to do something about your B2B SaaS marketing, you should get in touch with us. You can do that by going to poweredbysearch.com and checking out our assessment page, or you can browse the case studies and blogs that we have on the site. Now, if you're not ready to do that, definitely say hi anyway. You can ping me on Twitter. I'm at I am Mark Thomas. That's Mark with a C. Or you can ping our founder and CEO, Dev Basu, and connect with us there. Looking forward to seeing you again for another episode.